Welcome to Be A Better Human channel. And you are in for a treat because because of all the quarantine and I can't really get out of the house and do much and go anywhere, I decided, hey, I'm just going to continue on my series. How about that? So instead of waiting every Tuesday to have the next part of it, I'm just going to finish it up and release it as the Lord gives it to me. So I was in uh, John chapter 14 and I read through verse 17. And I'm going to pick up at verse 18 and just finish out the chapter. How about that? And then whatever the Lord gives me, I pray that it's a blessing unto you today. Whenever you listen to this. So if you have your Bibles, let's go ahead and pick up at verse 18. Ready? Okay, here we go. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while and the world see me no more. But ye see me because I live, ye shall also live. At that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and will manifest myself to him. Verse 22. Judas saith unto him, not as scarlet. Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word which ye hear is not mine, but the father's which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the, Holy, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, nor not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So I want to stop right there for today. And so there's just so much, there's just so much here that I wanted, I don't want to over, I don't want to gloss over anything um, too fast. But uh, what I really wanted to zero in on in this passage was verse 21. He that keep my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me and he that loveth me shall be loved of my father and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. And so they were like, Ooh, that's big. Like we want, you know, everyone that was listening, they wanted that blessing. They wanted their, they wanted to have that glory or they wanted to have that communion with the Lord. And, but they was wondering, how is he going to, how is that possible? How is it that he could only do it, um, unto them, but not to the world. And then that's when it comes, that's what it comes down to. There's a deeper fellowship that is available to the people that really love the Lord versus somebody that doesn't love the Lord. And so then that's when the loving, he never talked in, in, in the next couple passages or the next couple of verses, he doesn't talk about the, his uh, feelings towards us. He talks about people's feelings towards him. So it's really the, the man, the person that determines how deep that communion is going to be. And so that's why the Lord says he has no respect to persons, you know, that he will, 
he he loves he loves all people with the everlasting love if I shouldn't say if he loves every person with the everlasting love, but do they love him that way? Because if you listen, when uh, Judas asks, how will you manifest yourself to us and not into the world? The first thing the Lord talked about was loving. If a man loves him. If a man loves me, he will keep my words and my father will love him. And we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not keep if not my sayings and the word which ye hear is not mine but the father's which sent me these things have i spoken unto you being yet present with you but the comforter which is the holy ghost whom my father will send in my name he shall teach you what things some things no it says all things all things and bring all things in your remembrance whatever i have said unto you and then that part is very comforting to my heart because if if there's anything that after I'm talking to a person if i if there's something that's not clear, I can always go and have a conversation with them with the most high through Jesus and allow the Holy Spirit to speak and so um that is really a comfort that that um all of us should have in Christ that when we really need answers and we really need um when we really need clarification on things in our personal walk, things like that, sometimes it's not all times. It's good even if we get a human count, we get counsel from people to always still go and pray on it. And sometimes the Holy Spirit may just say it's time to go on a fast, you know, because sometimes the word the word won't come without that, you know. So sometimes it it takes some more effort than just the prayer, because the prayer, yes, is a fervent prayer veil of much. But sometimes there's more instruction that the Holy Spirit will reveal unto you uh, in order to really um, have that quiet time and that stillness so that he can show you what you need to know about certain things. And so verse 27, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world gives, give I it unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And I think in these times of you know, all the things happening in our world around us um, that, that I not bring up the obvious of what everyone's in a in a uproar about right now. But just think about life maybe just a couple of weeks ago prior to this happening. Everybody was just kind of complacent. I think some not shouldn't say everybody, but I, even I was starting to become kind of like, you know, Sadie die, you know, another day at work, another day. Go see what I'm going to get for dinner, see what I'm going to buy, what I'm going to do. So everything was just kind of, you're living in a bubble and you're not really focused sometimes on the things of God like you should be. Or you're not focused on um, the blessings that the Lord has already given you in your life. There's a lot of things we just were taking for granted, uh, like the ability to go outside and not be quarantined, not have to stay at home um, because there's so much... Um, turmoil and uncertainty with uh people being sick and things like that so just 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 the comfortableness of 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 having that taken for granted and now it's not there it's that that ability to just roam roam and go where you want to go when you want to go uh like go to Kohl's and, and shop for some rugs or you know like the stuff I was doing my mindset was like totally you know only thinking about tomorrow or the next week, you know, that type of stuff. And now I'm like, I'm glad that I had that reset. I'm glad that I was able to now be still, really forced to be still with the Lord um, 
at home. And some, and and I, and I know that sometimes it's, it takes a crisis. It takes something drastic for us to to really count our blessings the way we really could be. Because I, of course, we. I, I used to. I pray daily. I, I love praying. Um, but my prayer life has gotten so much stronger, and I've seen um, people, the saints that I'm so close with. I've seen um, how they have truly used those platforms of prayer to continue to keep us connected throughout this time. Like um, there's this lady I look up to quite a bit and she's been doing daily prayers now at 12. Uh, Her ministry, even though we're not able to meet once a week like we were, she hasn't allowed that to stop her. She hasn't allowed that. And then she's on more than that prayer line. She's on like a couple other ones nationwide. I mean, globally, I won't just say they're nationwide. They're with people all the way in other countries. So as I as I still take advantage of the opportunities to to fellowship even over the phone on the prayer lines and things like that, it really feeds the soul. Um and it's and it's a good it's a good way to stay not disconnected and not isolated. And so um I'll just say that. But getting back to this particular word that the Lord said that he would manifest himself unto the person that loves him. And so that that's a wonderful, wonderful comfort and promise that he has given unto us as we prepare for his return is that um, spend that time reflecting on how am I loving the Lord back? How, how am I showing? And, and only you know that. Only you can have that time to reflect on that love that you should be yearning after the word like a baby yearns for their for for the milk from their mother and when we love and we hunger and thirst after righteousness like that there's there, there's just a a peacefulness that comes with the walk in Christ cuz you know that he has your hand he's the guiding force behind things that you're doing behind places that you're going things that you're saying and so it's as he becomes the guiding force and he becomes everything to you because when you're in love, even with another person, it's like you're walking on daffodils, like you're walking on daisies, as people would say. You just feel light as a kite because the person that you're in love with, their presence in your life brings this almost, I won't say a supernatural feeling, but it brings a feeling of of um, care and warmth and just in in a happiness and a form of, I, I won't call it joy because only God really can give that full joy but when you have love in your life a lot of, and I, I'm not even saying it has to be a romantic love but you're just loving and you love and someone loves you back there is a form of freedom in that and there's something that as long as you feel like that love is going to continue the freedom to be yourself and to be truly every you know reveal yourself in, in ways that you couldn't with other people it should be like a liberating feeling, not a constructed, I got a, a rigid feeling. And so just that in itself is, is is liberating. So imagine when you love the Lord and you already know and experience through his mercy and his grace that's new for you every morning, you already have experienced his goodness. But when you actually start loving him back and you start praising his name and really worshiping him and becoming a person of worship, a person of praise, your whole paradigm is going to be different. 
your whole mindset is going to shift. And that's where the manifestation of him revealing himself unto you happens. And I and, and because it's happened to me, sometimes it's hard to put into words of how good it was and how good it still is to be in the presence of the Lord. And in the in um at the minute, like I, I have to sometimes take myself to a place of um of stillness and 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 brokenness. I have to get myself back in the broken state to really experience the presence. And I don't really like sometimes going that way to experience his presence because I don't even think the father prefers for us to have to get in the broken state to experience his presence. But we allow ourselves to be so busy and we allow ourselves to be, and I'm talking about myself. I allow myself to get um, displaced or sidetracked. And then when I, when I get so sidetracked, I still, Oh, the Lord knows I love him. The Lord knows that I'll do anything for him. But you know how people say that I'll I'll die for this person, but they won't even live for him. So that's that's what sometimes we can do with the Lord. We can we can start getting into that into that place where, as long as it's tomorrow, I'll make time for it. Tomorrow I'll I'll make more time to pray. But tomorrow I'll make more time to read the Word. Well, as long as it's in the future, that is just it's it it is harder to experience everything the Lord has for us when we don't, we don't give him the full, the full servitude, the full love. We, 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 we're not hungering and thirsting after his presence. We're not hungering and thirsting after his righteousness. And so when we're not doing that, that is how we fall short and how we, some, we miss it. We miss the mark so much. And I'm not saying we're missing the mark because we're out here sinning. Most, most of the people that really love the Lord, that's not the that's not really their problem. What? I'm doing no podcast. So that's not really I think a lot of the problem of the righteous is uh that we just want to go out here and and you know be our old selves and, and live an unrighteous life. I think what our our problem is is um being sidetracked, being distracted. And that's another trick. That's another trick from the enemy is to allow ourselves because we don't have to be distracted. When when you know, when you really really love somebody, you really care about them. They're pretty much on your mind continually. So if that's how it can be with a person, imagine how much stronger the love and the presence of the Lord that you should be seeking after should be so much stronger and so much easier for you to for you to just go back go back there. You know, like man, I. It's been a while since I felt that presence that I know I that I know was available to me. You know, I I need to get back there. And so, um, as I reflect on something that happened last week, and I think the Lord wants me to share this, so I'm gonna go ahead and share it. I don't always um, share my encounters with people, but I had an encounter with this very interesting 28 year old young man last week, and he was so peaceful. And that's why I I kind of thought of him as I was reading that the Lord talking about the peace that He gives, and um, and the person was so peaceful. And if you knew his circumstance, you would probably be like, "Wow, how was he peaceful?" But I don't I don't I'm not going to share his his circumstance. But his name is Darian, and he was just he was so calm and peaceful, and and it was like um interesting and and happy 
interchange that I had with him, exchange, I should say, exchange I had in the conversation with him. But as I was talking to him, in my mind, I had the urge almost where I was like, hmm, I wonder if I should pray for this brother or, you know, and then and when it came up, it was like, I know it was the Holy Spirit. He said, no, don't pray for him. Just, just listen to him. And so as I was listening to him, we talked for a good 30 minutes throughout the conversation. He just shared with me, yeah, I used to pray and I stopped praying. And I was like, what would make him share that with me? Because I wasn't, I wasn't forcing any religious topics. Now, I, that's just who I am is I love the Lord and everywhere I go, I like to shine the light. I like to share Jesus. And I was, if there's an opportunity in a conversation, oh yes, I will do it. But in this particular conversation with this young man, um, I was just allowing him to speak his heart and let and, and speak whatever he had to say. And so I did pick up on, this, on the peaceful demeanor that he had. And then um, I thought he was a believer because of that in itself. And then he said, yeah, I used to pray and... Um, now I think more of, I just think about something really hard and, and I, and I expect it to happen. So it sounded like to me, he's kind of moving on to that direction of law of attraction type thing. He didn't just come right out and say it, but, um, I let him speak. And then he also said that he used to read his Bible pretty regularly, but he said he had stopped reading his Bible, um, because he kind of started getting confused when he reads it, but he likes to hear other people read it more. So, and then he actually brought up some things, um, out of the Bible, they let me know that he probably did used to read, used to read it, and so after I ter- after I talked to him for a little bit, I did encourage him to start reading his word some more, and I said that that's one thing I would encourage you uh, to do uh, is to start reading your word because I'm telling you, once you get back in that word, it's not going to be confusing to you. It's really not like if you used to read it and uh, the Lord was showing you things. There, there's a reason why, you know, the enemy, the enemy is going to be the one telling you not to read your word. Because uh, then, the, you know, the, the less familiar you are with the word, the more easily he can start feeding you some lies. And you're not going to be able to refute them as easily because you haven't been in the word. And even people like me that read the word on a continual basis, the enemy will still try to come up with some lies and try to feed me those lies. And I'll be like, really? And then sometimes... It's mainly about other people. It won't really be a scripture or anything that he's trying to misquote, but it'll be things about people. And then I'll be like, wait a minute, is that the mind of Christ? I'm supposed to have the mind of Christ. So when the enemy will try to put a thought in my head about a person like, oh, that person's not worth it. That is not a thought that the Lord would ever put in your head about somebody. A person's not worth it. Well, it makes you the judge of what a person's not worth because the Lord doesn't judge. He doesn't see. He doesn't judge like men judge. And we should never put value or disvalue another human being in any shape or form. What you can do is if you see a person that's acting like they're, um, you know, you don't want to cast your pearl before a swine. If a person's acting like that, instead of saying they're not worth it, you'll just pray for them. You'll just say, well, you know, I see that it's not worth my time personally to witness in this direction. Maybe the Lord has someone else that needs to be witnessing, witnessing to this person, but I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for this person. And I'm pray that their heart, that the Lord give them a time and space to change. And so that way, the Lord is making the final de- decision on this person's life. I'm not the one making the decision. I'm just saying I'm going to no longer, I'm not going to no longer spend time with someone that doesn't want, that doesn't seem to want the information when there's too many people out here that I could be witnessing to that do want it. 
And so the Lord says that though he didn't come to condemn because those who do not believe on the word on the Lord Jesus Christ ever condemned already. So a person will condemn themselves. We don't it's not it's not for us to make that flash judgment call on somebody that's still alive. <laughs> if they're still alive and they're still walking this earth, they can change at any time. And, and that's what the prayer should be. The prayer should be um, and the hope should be because we, we don't even want our worst enemy in hell. Believe me, you don't want even want your worst enemy to go there. And, um, and so I'll just put it, I'll just leave that there. But, um, as I had, as I brought up that young man to say, there are people that are really, um, the Lord will put in your path and he'll show you, he'll teach you things through people, um, that you might say, oh, this person's not a holy roller, but holy roller, but I like their countenance. I like their spirit. And, then you might meet somebody that's a so-called holy roller and there's something about them that's detestable to you. Like, you know, they're always frowning. They're, they're, they're never peaceful. They always have contention surrounding them or there's they're, they're not happy. That is not a good testimony. If you, if you're trying to say you belong to Christ, you, your demeanor and your mindset should be so like Christ. It should be the mind of Christ and people should see that in you. They should see the fruits of spirit, the fruits of the spirit in your life, in your countenance. And so, um, in comparison to meeting him and knowing, finding out where he was at, and these are things that he revealed to me without any pressing, without any pulling teeth, he revealed these things to me. And I realized when I was walking away, that's why I wasn't supposed to pray for him at this point, not in front of him anyway. I wasn't supposed to pray for him because where he was and his walk, that wasn't what he needed that day for me. Maybe now that I gave him that little encouragement, the Lord will bring someone else in his path that will keep encouraging him in the same way. And then he'll say, hey, mate, maybe this is the Lord speaking to me. Maybe I do need to get back on my knees. Maybe I do. You know, who knows? But I'm just saying because of him revealing later on in the conversation where he was with prayer and everything, it's not it's not for me to come and try to force anything on somebody, you know, because the Lord has everybody. Um, he knows he loves all of us and he knows what that person needs more than I know. So and throughout the conversation, he still, he still blessed me just interacting with him and seeing how smart he's extremely smart, smart guy. And the things that he was saying, it kind of made me think of the mindset of people in that age group. And it, it let me understand them a little bit better too. Cause I'm starting to say, yeah, I'm starting to get to be some of them old people. So, <laughs> um, but, um, and, the, and then anyway, then I ran into a good member from the church. Um, she's, she's, she's great. She's kind of like a mentor of mine. Miss, her name's Miss Willa. I ran into her on uh, yesterday at the store, and she had her gloves on, and I was kind of surprised that she had her had gloves on. But at the same time, I was like, you know what? This this epidemic, it's or pandemic, it's really um, touching everyone's lives in different ways. And uh, she said that she was only out because she had to go by the church and do something, and that's why she was out. But seeing her was just like she always is. She had the brightness to her. She, her countenance was still like the mind of Christ. I mean, whenever I interact with her, it's always like a bubbliness or it's always an uplifting feeling when I see her. And I was just seeing her out in public doing normal things. And she wasn't over there talking doom and gloom. I mean, she she was living with, you know, living and listening to the laws of the land. But she wasn't when I talked to her, it wasn't. um like she was bringing me down. Like I was talking to her, I still felt that same uplifting spirit within her. And that's, and that, and that's what I'm talking about when people, 
um, have the mind of Christ. They, they're, they're going to, their default is not going to be a worldly default. It's going to be still a bubbliness and a joy and a peace that they have in Christ. And so, um, regardless of what's happening around us, you know, it's good. It's good to, to see that people of God still exist in this world. And I'm not the only one over here, you know, sometimes I feel a little isolated in this house. Um, when I do get out and the Lord lets me, blesses me by having people in my, putting my people in my path, I'm like, yeah, this is what it's all about. This is what it's all about is loving the Lord, truly loving the Lord and serving the Lord and letting him manifest himself unto us. And then he even gives us the promise of the Holy Spirit that he's going to send him to teach us all things. And he says, and bring all things to our remembrance, whatever he has said unto us. So I want to read in Luke, it's cross-referenced what I was just talking about in John, verse, chapter 14. So I'm gonna, I want to share with you something in Luke here. And it's starting at verse 44, it's still the works of Jesus. And it's one of his appearances after he was resurrected. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. Isn't that interesting? In verse 45, that he had to open their understanding. Now here he is standing with them in his resurrected body, but he still had to open their understanding that they may understand the scriptures. In verse 46, and said unto them, and he said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it be it be I'm sorry, it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning in Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. Verse forty nine, which is the one cross reference with him talking about the comforter. And behold, I send the promise of my father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. Verse 50. And he led them out as far as to Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass, while he blessed them, he was, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they, answered, and they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple, praising and blessing God. Amen. And I just thought that was amazing um, that they were continually, they continually were in the temple praising and blessing God. And we know now that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so we should always have a mind of praise, have something to thank the Lord for. And we should be in a disposition of blessing. Just, oh, I'm so blessed. I know I'm blessed. I'm grateful to you, Lord. You're just good. You know, you, you, you're, just, you're just the lover of my soul. I'm just so happy in you. I'm just so content in you, Lord. And I can, I can just turn that on because I say it to the Lord often. So for me to say that now, it's, it's, it's easy to roll off my lips. Because I'm always wow. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not doing it as much as I should be, but I do it more than I don't do it. And I I really want to encourage us to to think about that. Think about in verse forty five where it says that he opened up their understanding that they may understand the scriptures. And as I was 
talking about that young man that I met last week. And he said when he read the word, it was starting to become confusing to him. And so I'm feeling led um, for the to end this podcast with a prayer for those that are hungry for understanding, uh, for the Lord to continue to reveal unto them and to open up their heart and allow them to be willing to receive the understanding from the Lord instead of coming with their own, leaning on to their own understanding that they will um, allow themselves to be free in the Lord and and vulnerable with the Lord and naked before the Lord, even though we're already naked before him anyway, but allow them to release the things that are keeping them bondage, keeping them in bondage, keeping their understanding from being um, open because they're being held hostage by the lies of the enemy or um, just other things that may have occurred in their life, experiences that they're um, becoming allowed to take hold instead of releasing it and for having a spirit of forgiveness. So I pray, dear God, for the spirit of forgiveness and the spirit of love to come into the heart of um, the young man that I, met, that I met last week. And I thank you, dear God, for that encounter. I thank you, dear God, for all your people that are calling upon your name in this hour, that are humbly in, in their dwelling places, um, all over the world that are just hungry for hungry for you, hungry for a word from you, Lord God. And I just thank you because you're so good. You're a great God. You're a lover of my soul, dear God. And I worship you and I adore you. And I put you, I pray that I put you first and that I honor you with my life. And I thank you and I praise you today. And um, now that I end this prayer, but don't leave your presence. I just thank you for for uh, righteousness, and I thank you for the word, and I thank you for this Bible study. And I pray that all that listen to it, there be a special anointing, a special, uh, a special presence that they uh, feel as they read this word and as they fellowship with me as I uh, draw near unto you. And I just thank you and I praise you because you're so good. In Jesus' name, amen. And once again, as I say goodbye to you to, at this point, I would love for you to tune in for my next part four of Jesus is Coming Back Soon and um, enjoy being a better human this week and find some time to read over that passage and let the Holy Spirit work through you. Listen to what his voice is telling you without even me being in there to influence you at all and see don't you just get a lot from him telling us the words don't let your heart be troubled don't be afraid because that's what a lot of fear is coming into the into people's hearts at this time because of the uncertainty of tomorrow the uncertainty of next week but we know one thing is certain that Jesus Christ is on the throne and he rules and he reigns and he looks he's high but he looks low and he's very near and he's very close to us at all times. And Jesus, and like I said, in Jesus' name, I, I just keep lifting him up because I, I believe in him and I know he's true. I know he's faithful. And so uh, please, please read over the whole chapter of John chapter 14 and continue to glean from, from the words of Jesus, just him talking 
and um and I'm telling you it's gonna it's gonna change your mood if if you need a mood change you need an uplift you need something to kind of boost your spirits up um in this time read John chapter fourteen the words of Jesus again and again and again or listen to this podcast again and again and again all right. I'm I'm for real. I'm for real saying goodbye. All right. <laughs> Take care, y'all.